Welcome to the first episode of the First Down Football Podcast, First Down Fantasy Podcast. Uh, this is David Mendelson. I'm here with the legendary John Van Etten. Howdy, Internet fans. And the legendary E. Mendy. What up, world? <laughs> All right, so we're here basically to give you an amateur's perspective on some fantasy football. We give you a little bit of insight, some fun. Um, there's plenty of other podcasts out there, but we feel that we can offer some unique perspective on some of the uh, insight that you can have for these games. So um, the layout, how we work, we usually have analyzed the past week's games. We'll look at the games for this coming week. We look at some players that are, have their stock going up, stock going down. We always have a random question of the week, and we will end the podcast with a little game. So, boys, how's the sound? Pretty good? I love games. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's start out. Let's hop right in. Let's look at week six games. We started out with our Thursday night game, the New, Eng- New York Giants against the New England Patriots. Uh to not too much analysis needed as far as predicting who was going to win this game. But, uh, John, who stood out to you in the, the match with these two teams? Honestly, I'm going to touch on it later, but what stood out to me is Sony Michelle. They, they, they don't really seem to trust him. They got uh, Bolden running it in from the one. They got Brady running it in from the one. I don't know. So is there – if I were to ask you, you need to play one Patriots running back, who do you feel most confident playing? James White. I think they're going to lean back on him. So you feel in PPR and non-PPR you would go with James White? Yeah, because, I mean, what, he had like he has like 50 yards, but I think it's going to go up because they're getting scared of Sonny Michelle for some reason. Okay. Eric, looking at the Giants' side of things, how do you feel about their fantasy perspective? Is there any pass catchers on that team that you feel uh, are worthy ads or are worthy plays each week? Uh, I think the situation is going to get better. I think Daniel Jones is an upgrade for Eli Manning for the entire season. They're going to get Saquon Barkley back. Uh, they have Golden Tate back now. Uh, they're going to get uh, Sterling Shepard back, hopefully, in a few weeks. They haven't really been healthy this entire year. Uh, Darius Slayton uh, is a nice deep sleeper ad for the week. Uh, the situation isn't great, but I would say that you feel more confident uh, in future weeks. Uh, the Patriots also have an amazing defense. Jealous of whoever owns them in fantasy. Um, so I think that, that result was guilty. Kind of <laughs> yeah, John uh John in one of our leagues has Patriots D and he is riding that high. Uh Eric, I think you meant to say Saquad, not Saquon. Oh uh, yeah. Forgot forgot about those nice quads of his. Um not quite as good as David. What were you gonna say, John? Not quite as good as yours. Oh man, well if you could you see me right now, I'd be turning a little red. You guys both don't skip leg day, which is important. <laughs> you cannot skip leg day that is for sure um moving on to the regular slate of our one o'clock games we had our actually game overseas in i believe england we had the carolina panthers and the tampa bay buccaneers um the score i don't think was as close as the game indicated i think or the score the, the score was actually closer than the game indicated excuse me um we had some fantasy rock stars in this game and we had some duds um, John, what stood out to you in this game particularly? 
I, I didn't even realize Jameis Winston threw five picks because he still had a, a pretty medium amount of points. So and he threw I thought that 54 was... times this game. Yeah. So, I mean, probably get your 15 a game if you really want it. He Is threw he... five picks. If I, if I were, uh, if you were playing Russian roulette and you had to rely on Jameis Winston, do you feel good about it? To, to pull the trigger or? Yeah, it's a... he can definitely pull the trigger, but uh, it won't won't necessarily end well. So, <laughs> um, Eric, what uh, looking at the backfield for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is there anybody that you would add that's a free agent, or is there any of the two main backs that you would feel confident in playing? I think Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber are more of uh, flex plays at best. Ronald Jones had his day salvaged by a touchdown. Peyton Barber seems to be uh, losing a little bit of uh, the work to Ronald Jones. They were down a lot of the game, so they went to uh, Agumbawale, uh, and he had a receiving touchdown as well. I mean, as you mentioned, Jameis Winston threw 54 times, and in addition to his five picks, had two fumbles, one loss. I just don't think you can trust anyone on this team uh, besides Mike Evans and James, or Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, excuse me. Um, very stressful team to have players uh for fantasy outside of those two oj howard so good though oh god that name is just no jay howard yeah he's anybody anybody like me that's that took him thinking he'd be a top six tight end is is obviously uh struggling right now at that position because you invested highly in him and he has just been a flat-out dud um it's interesting from this game there's 14 carries for the tampa bay as a team for this game um, two touchdowns were scored, but uh, 14 total carries in this game. Um, Eric touched on it. The two pass catchers, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, 19 combined catches for over 200 yards. Um, Godwin is right now a wide receiver one overall in fantasy. Mike Evans is still a top 10 to 12 wide receiver. Uh, you plug them in. I know Mike Evans has been a little bit of a disappointment, but those aren't guys you're benching. Uh, keep an eye on Cameron Brait because he did have a touchdown in this game, and he does prefer seem to be the preferred tight end for Jameis Winston. So if he's out there in some of your leagues, that could be a good uh, little sneaky pickup. Looking over at the Carolina Panthers, Kyle Allen, another efficient day. He had 20-32 for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Eric, is Kyle Allen someone that you should rush to add in your league? Uh, or with Cam Newton getting ready to come back, do you feel it's someone that you let sit out there, you maybe add for a week and then drop? I mean, I'm a proud Kyle Allen owner. I actually just dropped him yesterday, though. Uh, they're on by this week, so I think uh, if you need to stream someone else, it's a little uncertain between him and Cam. Kyle Allen is efficient, though, like you mentioned. Hasn't thrown an uh, interception in any of the games he started. Uh, McCaffrey will get a lot of that work, though, in the backfield resulting in touchdowns. Um, so I'd say someone that you could depend on for a solid 8 to 17 points a game probably won't have that high floor of 20-plus. So, you know, it's, it's, he's the opposite of Jameis Winston. Jameis is very boomer bust. Kyle Allen's a little pedestrian, you know, a little pedestrian walking across the street. Um, I'd say, you know, it depends on what type of manager you are. Well, I do think we can all agree Christian McCaffrey is a fantasy stud. Um, I don't like to toot my own horn too much, but I did say before the season, I believed he was the number one player in fantasy, and he has done every bit to show that. 
I said I would take him with my number one pick over Saquon, over Alvin Kamara, over any of the other ones that were talked about in discussion. Um, so any other player in their backfield I don't think is worth mentioning other than you might want to go pick up um, Christian McCaffrey's handcuff. Um, other than that, it's not really worth getting into for their rushing. Uh, John, they're the receivers. Are you a DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel guy? I'm neither, to be honest. So do you feel that they're split too evenly down the middle to trust one more than the other? Uh, it, or do you not believe in this? One of those, it's one of those who, who's Kyle Allen going to throw his one touchdown to today, and then that's going to be – and it, you know, half the time is Christian McCaffrey anyway. So, Very good point. Christian McCaffrey is the main focal point of that offense rushing and receiving. We move to the next game. We have our the Baltimore Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, in another game that looked a little bit closer than the game actually was, even though it was only a six-point win. Uh, the Ravens are one of the top teams in time of possession and controlling the ball. So usually uh, most of their scores are a little closer looking than uh, they usually are. Lamar Jackson, fantasy stud. If you were one of the people that drafted him, you obviously are reaping the benefits. Um I know in most of our leagues, he was taken usually anywhere from the ninth to 12th round. Um, so if you were able to snag him later in the draft, congrats to you. Um, John, do you feel anybody outside Lamar Jackson and potentially Mark Ingram, who is their bell cow back, is there anybody on this team um, rushing the ball that you think is a must add or anybody in the receiving game that you really loved from this game or just overall for the rest of the season? Overall, it's going to seem stupid, but I'm just a big Seth Roberts guy. X-Raider, great. Little little speak with my heart there. There was a, They didn't lose a game when he caught a touchdown. So the only issue was he didn't catch a lot of touchdowns. But. And I think it goes without mentioning, too, that uh, Mark Andrews has become a elite fantasy tight end. Um, he's been a top seven tight end this year, and he actually um, has been uh, – he has a little bit – he's nicked up a little bit, but they have a bye coming up. And um, he is one of those players that was either undrafted or very end of your draft that is giving you top tight end production for pretty much no cost. So um, I would play him as one of your pass catching options. Um, Eric, Bengals have been frustrating all year. Their record's 0-6, but that pretty much shows how much trustworthy players they've had in fantasy as well. Um, How do you feel about the Bengals? Yeah, I, I don't know many people that you can start. Uh, obviously, you're starting Nixon if you drafted him, but I think you have to uh, tamper your expectations. Uh, Tyler Boyd has been good, but a little frustrating last week against the Ravens. Seems like he's kind of uh, touchdown dependent. Uh, Auden Tate has looked good. Uh, I don't think you can trust Tyler Eifert because he's a risk to get hurt every week. I swear he's the type of guy that could get hurt tying his shoe. Um I mean, Bengals are kind of trash. Uh, I think there's an emoji that should be made for them to show how bad they are. Um, I think you're only starting those players as wide receiver twos or a flex. I mean, they're 0-6 for a reason, and uh, their offensive line is terrible, and that's kind of where the game is won or lost. So I don't think you can feel confident about starting anyone consistently on a week-in, week-out basis. A good thing to note from this game, Tyler Boyd did go against Marlon Humphrey, who is rated as pro football focus is, I believe, number one cornerback in football this year. Um, so that I would say better days are ahead for Tyler Boyd. 
Auden Tate does look like a very nice potential flex piece for your lineup. Um, but overall, uh, frustrating team, Joe Mixon especially. Um, Joe Mixon is a woman beater too, so. Eh. Never forget. Never forget. Yeah, Joe Mixon, um, not much to say about him at this point. The uh, the woman beater, as you guys say. Um, moving on to a little bit more of an entertaining game, the Seattle Seahawks and Cleveland Browns. Russell Wilson, I think we can all agree, has just been a flat-out stud, probably the MVP so far in the NFL. Um, what I'd like to touch on is the interesting situation in their backfield. Chris Carson, who in the beginning of the season looked like a high-end bust, a someone who was going to lose his job and um, potentially be a droppable player in fantasy, um, has come on and is now a top-12 fantasy running back getting 20-plus carries a game. Uh, John, do you feel that this is Chris Carson's job for the long haul, or do you think that Rashad Penny might have a chance to steal that job from him later in the season? I mean, as somebody who just traded for Chris Carson, I think that it is his job for the long haul because, I mean, they're giving him the tough carries, they're giving him the short carries, they're giving him the long carries. So, you know, he snuck in a touchdown there at the end, got 120 yards. I don't know what more you can ask from a running back, really. A couple catches. We say the two biggest things in fantasy are opportunity and volume and Chris Carson is getting an insane amount of the carries in this game. Procise was the next running back with carries with three and he's getting over a hundred yards and he's getting goal line work. Um, Chris Carson right now is a top 12 play each week. Uh, Eric pass catchers. You have Tyler Lockett, who I will admit I definitely slept on. I did not think he was going to repeat anything close to last year. And he has been a fantasy rock star. Even in games where he doesn't do well, he still has five catches for 75 yards. So I don't think he's a question about playing. Um, how confident are you playing in DK Metcalf in each week? Uh, I think you have to look at the matchup. Seattle's a run-heavy uh, team. Uh, Shout-out to Chris Carson, CC. Love people with alliteration in their name. Uh, they spread the ball around pretty well. Uh, Jerron Brown got two touchdowns last week. Uh, Will Disley looked like a stud before. Uh, tearing his ACL. Um, you never know how Luke Wilson's going to fit in. Uh, they dominate the time of possession a lot. Russell Wilson doesn't throw a lot. He throws when is needed. Uh, so I would say to kind of temper your expectations a little bit, uh, Tyler Lockett is the clear number one on that team and seems to get a touchdown each week. So, Right. Seahawks are 5-1 and one and are off to a great start this season. We look at Cleveland and Nick Chubb, fantasy rock star. No need to talk about him. He's a top 10 play. Um, Maybe revisit when Kareem Hunt comes back. Um, Baker Mayfield, I I think we all can't really defend his play right now. He's just been flat out awful. Um, In all the leagues I'm in, I've been seeing him dropped. Um, He's not even a point where he's been, he's, you can stick him on your bench anymore. That roster spot's being wasted. Um, Odell Beckham, John, what's going on with ODB? He's got Baker throwing him the ball. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's that kind of answers the question in a very simple way. He's, um, I, got, can anyone of you point why Baker's been so inefficient this season? He just doesn't seem confident. He rolls to his right a lot. I mean, the offensive line is kind of bad. I think they have a target on themselves. They talked a lot over the summer, and they weren't really proven. And I think people are out to get him. Well, we will keep an eye on their offense because I do believe they are in for a turnaround at some point this season. They may not be a playoff team, but 
I think they are a better team than they currently are at the moment. Um, so keep an eye. I wouldn't necessarily sell low on Odell Beckham Jr. Um, if you can get Odell Beckham for uh, 50 cents on the dollar, I would try to get him. I think he's a player that could have a bigger second half once uh, kinks are fixed in their offense. Um, moving I think to the bye week helps too. Yeah, it allows them to get a little healthier. Baker, I know, is a little nicked up as well. Uh, the Saints and Jaguars in a very boring game. Uh, the Teddy Bridgewater, fill-in quarterback for Drew Brees. We're not worried about him. Um, the Saints pass catchers outside of Michael Thomas are a little shaky. Um, I think it's, again, kind of playing roulette if you take the chance on a Ted Ginn long touchdown or um, even someone like Jared Cook, who was ranked as one of the top seven or eight tight ends going into the season, has been a for the most part, a disappointment, even in a thin position, this is tight end. Um, uh, Eric, do you believe that Alvin Kamara, his poor performance is based off of injury, or do you think there's just something going on with their offensive line? What's going on with Alvin Kamara? Yeah, well, he caught seven balls last week, but as we're recording this of now Friday afternoon, uh, he was ruled out, and I think anytime someone is ruled out two days earlier uh, than from their game, that it's definitely something up. Tom Pelissero touched on it, that it's a high ankle issue. Uh, so I think what the Saints are doing, they have the luxury of only having one loss and being able to rest them a little bit. This is a team that's been kind of uh, screwed over on, you know, a couple plays uh, to get them to the Super Bowl. And I think they're just taking a long-term approach with uh, Kamara and obviously Drew Brees. If Kamara's out, thank you, Eric Schefter. Then um, Latavius Murray, top 15 play for you guys this week. No, I don't like the Bears, uh, and I'm also salty that Kamara's out. I took him first, <laughs> but uh, I'd say a little bit – I'd say RB2 just because of the team that they're playing. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, looking at the Jags, Gardner Minshew, the legend of the mustache Minshew, didn't have his best game. I think better days are ahead for him. I think I will be interested to see um, – who do you guys think when Foles is healthy, who plays, Minshew or Foles? I think Minshew, he's got the magic, and he's. I think he's really going to show up this week, and he had a bad game, but really going to come back this week. I think they're playing the Trash Bengals or something like that, so 90% sure he's going to sprinkle some fairy dust on the football, maybe some other dust on it, I don't know, throw a couple touchdowns. All right, and Leonard Fournette, who has been actively involved in the pass game, six catches this past week along with 20 carries. Leonard Fournette has become a top-10 play. Um, so I would, if you have him, roll with him, plug him in, and enjoy, especially this week. I've got him in a couple DFS tournaments. Um, I think he's going to be a very good play this week. Um, moving to a more exciting game in the Houston Texans and Kansas City Chiefs. Um, for those that don't know me very well, I'm a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, so this game was coming as a back-to-back loss for us at home. Very painful game. Uh, Carlos Hyde, Eric. I think uh, people counted him out, especially after he was cut. Um, 26 carries. Is this guy the real deal, or should you sell high on him right now? Uh, I think somebody that you could sell high on. He's only had five 100-yard games in his career, uh, and one of them being last week. I mean, he is getting volume. He had 26 carries. Um, side note, I do take uh, pleasure in the fact that the Chiefs, the Chiefs lost. I don't like to see David happy. Um, but I <laughs> – I, would, I don't know how much value you're going to get for Carlos Hyde, but if somebody's willing to overpay for him, you know, don't be afraid to ship him. 
Don't get any emotional attachments to him. I think uh, one of the things I have Carlos Hyde in the league is I try to sell people that he's the Lamar Miller. So if you throw that he might have a Lamar Miller role that might maybe sweeten the pot, I do believe he is a sell high as well. I think um, the volume is insanely high right now. And um, for the most part, he hasn't been efficient outside of this game against Kansas City. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been a big disappointment besides out, outside of his week one performance. Um, again, not a game with another touchdown. He did have nine catches. Uh, John, yes or no, are you worried about DeAndre Hopkins rest of season? I'm always out on anybody who can't seem to get, uh, you know, at least 70 yards on nine catches. I mean, I, they got to have him running some deeper routes. Okay. And Will Fuller, top 15 play, yes or no? Eric? Yes, because he's always a threat for a long touchdown. That's what does it in fantasy sometimes. A good boomer bust player. Kansas City Chiefs, we will get into the Mahomes injury in a little bit, but this past week Mahomes bounced back for three touchdowns. When he's healthy, you're playing him, no doubt. Um, Pass catchers, Tyreek Hill is obviously the go-to guy. I think we can all agree Kelsey has been a little bit of a disappointment for where he was drafted. Um, Outside of that, it's literally uh, throwing a dart on any of these pass catchers. Um, Any one of them can catch a touchdown any given week. Um, The thing I want to touch on is their backfield. Um, is there any of these guys you feel comfortable plugging in, even in a flex spot? You tell us, Mr. Kansas City Chiefs fan. Oh, I'm glad you asked, Eric. If I am a, if I have the Kansas City Chiefs running backs, LaShawn McCoy at best is a flex. Um, I would prefer to look elsewhere if I have options. And Damian Williams is close to being cuttable, in my opinion, in most leagues. Um, he's been not efficient with his carries, and he actually is – only had one catch last week. Um, he's not as big a receiving back for this team as you would think. This team has LaShawn McCoy as its lead back. Damian Williams is kind of the uh, alternate back, and I'm not even sure, again, LaShawn McCoy is worth um, trading for or investing highly in, so I would stay away while you can. Um, the Dolphins and Redskins, um, the only I'm going to touch on, anybody on the skins you're playing besides Terry McLaurin? Adrian Peterson, depending on the matchup. Well, his next three games, I believe, are against the Vike or against the who they play this week. They play the. I know it's not a good. They play the Niners. Eric, I don't know why you didn't chime in on that. I was waiting for you to say it. They play the Niners. <laughs> I'm smiling who, here. Niners <laughs> have an amazing run defense. Then they play the Vikings on Thursday night football. They're probably now. And then they play the Bills. Um, I'm not starting Peterson in any of those games. Yeah. Um, and on the Dolphins side, anybody you're playing on there? Um, maybe Kenyon Drake, because running back is thin. I think in the most part, people are avoiding any Dolphins if they can. Personally, I wouldn't play Adrian Peterson because uh, reports are that he's bankrupt. So I don't trust anyone that's not financially uh, stable. That just means he's running for one more contract. So. I thought you were trying to say he's banged up and you said bankrupt and you just uh, couldn't pronounce it right. I was going to make fun of you, but you know, you know, sometimes it's bigger than football. You know, John and I touched it in the Joe Mixon deal. You just go with your gut. And uh, I don't know. Adrian Peterson doesn't seem like the most financially. uh, He's also also a child abuser. Yeah. Never forget. I know we touched on, we didn't touch on Tyreek Hill's uh, abusive past, but I mean, sheesh, that's like three games in a row. We are, uh, 
we as a podcast, we don't just point out the stats. We point out the personal stuff as well, in case you live under a rock. Um, the Eagles and Vikings, the Vikings pulled out a th- uh, thriller, 38-20. to 20. Um, I believe on the Vikings side, finally, uh, Stephon Diggs did what we were hoping he would do all season. So if you're a Stephon Diggs owner, um, I think you're probably trying to sell high. Yes? Do you guys agree? Uh, yeah. I'd say it depends on what you can get for him. I think calling the uh, QB Kirk Cousins out and the trade demands, uh, he's definitely gotten a lot more targets, but he seems like someone that's always hurt or has some soft tissue injury. Uh, I know John just traded for him. so Yeah, I, I get Tyrell Williams, who has plantar fasciitis, so I don't even know if he'll play. Good. So John made sure he upgraded in his receivers due to his – Favorite receiver getting injured. Uh, for those that don't know, John's a big Raiders fan. So um, I don't know if I inside scooped Jason on that trade or not, but <laughs> we will find out in the next couple of weeks. Adam Thielen, I think he's been down a little bit from last year, but again, if you have him, you're playing him each week. Um, Kirk Cousins, I think, is a waiver wire player that you play based off of matchups. You're not rushing to add him. On the Eagles side of things, Carson Wentz. I think he's going to have his good games. He's going to have his bad games. For the most part, he's rostered in every league. And if you have him, you're most likely playing him. Um, pass catchers, Zach Ertz, for the most part, definitely been down this year. Um, he is one of the top pass catching tight ends this year, but that shows more the weakness of the position. He hasn't exactly repeated last year. Um, if you have Zach Ertz, you're playing him. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, I believe, a borderline play each week. Um, wide receiver two or flex. Do you guys see more value in Alshon Jeffrey than that? I personally love Alshon. Uh, I think he caught 10 balls last week. Uh, huge target for Carson Wentz. Seems like when he's healthy, he's one of his go-to guys. Um, so I would have no hesitation starting him. I just I, I looked at the, uh, the box score here, and I didn't realize that their kicker threw a pick. Yeah, they're uh, – say again, John. I'm sorry. I cut out. What did you say? Uh, I, I didn't realize their kicker threw, a, threw an interception. Oh, looking at the, the box had, score, you're right. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's minus two. That's a lot for a kicker. Is that a, is that a droppable offense? Uh, I believe if you're rostering uh, Mr. Uh, – I don't even know their kicker. Uh, Jake, Jake, Jake Elliott, Elliott, right? Yeah, if you're rostering Jake Elliott, potentially a droppable offense. Um, I, I, I feel like he has to throw a touchdown in the next couple of weeks to redeem himself or he's dropped. I, th- I think it was either this year or last year when Matt Prater threw like a 20-yard pass and it won me a game or something. It's always good or bad. Yeah, so we, I think we most part want to avoid kickers throwing the ball. They're paid to kick for a reason. Um, touching on another exciting game, the Arizona Cardinals and Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan, who's quietly threw four touchdowns and over 300 yards. Uh, if I told you guys that Matt Ryan has thrown over 300 yards in every game this season, would you believe me? Yes, yes. I own him in two leagues. Ah, so as a fantasy owner, you are very hip with his uh, effectiveness this season. He actually had, besides the first week, has also limited his interceptions. Um, Julio Jones firing up every week. Calvin Ridley is a borderline flex play. Again, it's kind of playing roulette with him. Uh Eric, Devontae Freeman is your running back. Are you confident in him as your RB2? 
Um, for now, yes. He's uh, somebody that I'm going to touch on later. I think he's a sell-high candidate, and uh, I have some reasons why. Um, but for now, I mean, you're playing, and the Falcons put up 33 points, and that's a lot of opportunity. Uh, I don't trust Ito Smith, a.k.a. the judge, um, as his handcuff, so I think he's by far the best option they have right now. And if I were to say Austin Hooper, top five tight end rest of season, John, what do you say? I say yes, because the Falcons look bad on defense, so they're just going to keep flinging the ball, and it's only going to go to one of three people, so good odds. Kyler Murray, three touchdowns. He's also um, had 32 yards on the ground. Uh, Kyler Murray, very high upside play for most weeks, um, but he's still developing, so there is the risk of him not being efficient as a passer. David Johnson, who hasn't been particularly efficient on the ground, did have a touchdown um, rushing and receiving. He's going to be a top 10 to 15 play at the very least each week based on volume. Um, Moving on to the Niners and the Rams, the surprise Niners who uh, I don't like to give Eric team any credit, but they have, uh, I think, outperformed most people's expectations this season. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, someone you're not playing as your QB. He has not been efficient this season based on the team's success. Um, Eric, John, yes or no? Garoppolo in your lineup? No. John? He's in my fantasy lineup is in. I wish I was him, but uh, no, I wouldn't start him. Um, The pass catchers for the 49ers is pretty much George Kittle and then a vast collection of Pettis's and Samuels and Godwins. Uh, Eric, as a Niners fan, just a quick 10, 15 second answer. Is there anybody you believe in a weekly play for the Niners receiving? Um, No. Uh, If Debo Samuels out this week, Goodwin probably has a little bit uh, slight bump. Dante Pettis, I'm not a huge fan of. Like I think you said, it's Kittle. I feel confident starting Brita, and that's probably it for the Niners. And their rushing attack is obviously their biggest strength. Uh, Tevin Coleman, he's their goal line back. He actually had, I believe, eight goal line carries last week um, inside the five. Did convert on one of them. Matt Brita is just a stud especially in the receiving game as well. Uh, is Matt Breida a top 20 running back rest of season, John? Yes. Sure. Eric? No, he does not get enough goal line carries. All right. Look at the Rams side. Jared Goff has regressed ridiculously to almost his uh, Jeff Fisher days. 13 of 24 for 78 yards. Um, that is like a JV quarterback right now. Um are we worried about if we have Jared Goff or is better days ahead? John. I'm, I'm really worried and I'm worried about Cooper cup and I'm worried about everybody there. I mean, Cooper cups had some good games. Jared Goff's had some okay games, but 78 yards really scares me, especially when they're behind the whole game. Eric, how do you feel about the Rams pass catchers specifically? I think Cooper cup, this was his first non hundred yard game. So I think Cooper cup, is someone that maybe it's his first bad game, but I believe he is Jared Goff's security blanket. He's going to get most of the receptions. Do you feel confident in Cooks, Woods, or even Gerald Everett in a weekly league? Uh, I feel good about Robert Woods. I know he didn't have any catches last week, but was uh, salvaged it with a rushing touchdown. Uh, I think better days are for are ahead for the Rams. Uh, not to uh, 
be too much of a fanboy of my 49ers, but their path, their pass rush is insane. I think Goff is going to have more time to throw in the future weeks. And uh, they're, they're a pass-first team. They don't look very good running the ball now. So uh, I'd definitely say in the order of Cup, Woods, uh, Cooks, and then maybe Gerald Everett, but Tyler Higby cuts into those snaps too. So kind of a kind of a dice roll of tight end for them. And uh, Todd Gurley, obviously, I think most people know he's been a big disappointment so far this season besides his touchdowns. Um, if you're a Todd Gurley owner, yes or no, Eric, are you selling high on Todd Gurley um, if he comes back and has a touchdown or two this week? David, it's like you've read my notes and who I'm going to sell high on. Uh, I would sell high on him. I'd wait for him to have one more good game. Uh, when we get into that segment, I'm going to talk a little bit more about why um, I think that his best days are behind him and why uh, it would be smart to get some value for him now. And a player that I think we might touch on also a little bit later, Daryl Henderson. Keep an eye on him. We'll touch on him in a little bit. Um, we're going to run through these last three, uh, last four games very quickly. Um, Tennessee and Denver, uh, there is a question at quarterback for the Titans. Uh, Mariota was benched. Tannehill is now the starter. Um, yes or no, Eric, are you playing any pass catcher? No. John? Maybe Delaney Walker if you don't have any other options, but no. And running the ball, it's pretty much Derrick Henry and then everybody else. No player on the team had more than two carries to Derrick Henry's 15. If you have him, you're playing him. Uh, On the Denver side, Joe Flacco, no one's starting Joe Flacco. Um, He's – Remember when he was elite? Oh, God, for the the playoff playoff run he was in and outside that. Well, yeah, if the Broncos make the playoffs, he could be scary. They, they just got to make it. Very true. Playoff Joe Flacco is a different animal. Um, the questions on the Denver Broncos, I think you have Cortland Sutton, who has taken a huge leap at receiver. If you have him, you're playing him. I don't believe there's any other pass catchers on this team. You feel confident each, each weekend. Um, Emmanuel Sanders had one catch for zero yards. He did leave with injury. If you have Emmanuel Sanders, John, are you playing him? No. Eric? No. And it's a timeshare between Phil Lindsay and Royce Freeman. They usually split about 50-50 with their carries. Royce Freeman has actually been a lot more involved in the passing game. So I believe if you have them, they're both uh, flex plays. Maybe Lindsay is a borderline RB2 at best. Um, but I don't think you feel super confident with either of those running backs. We move to the Dallas Cowboys and the Jets. Dak Prescott has severely uh, regressed his last two games. Um, So if you were trying to sell high on him, you might need to wait a little bit longer. But he has been a serviceable quarterback thanks to his rushing. Uh, Zeke, still a top five play each week. Um, He usually will give you 100 yards and potentially a touchdown. Uh, Eric, is Zeke a top five play for you the rest of the season? Yeah, he just got paid. He's going to get the volume. Got to play him. And John, are there – any pass catchers you're super excited about for this Dallas Cowboys team? Not particularly. I mean, Mario Cooper's hurt. He looks like he's going to be having some sort of injury issues. So who knows how that can linger with him. I would say keep an eye on Michael Gallup, who has taken a, uh, a big step in this season uh, as a high-end number two receiver for that team. 
And if he's the number one receiver this week, uh, could be a good play. Uh, we look at the, uh, the Jets. The return of Sam Darnold brought the Jets to life. Did we ever uh, find out who gave him mono? Does he have like a girlfriend that admitted to giving him mono? I know Matthew Barry wanted to get mono from him. And I don't know who gave it to him. Um, if you went to the Baltimore uh, show when they came into the live show, he talked excessively about wanting to get mono from Sam Darnold. Um, we look at the pass catchers. And the only one that jumps out to me, Robbie Anderson. Is there anybody, Eric, on this team outside of Robbie Anderson that interests you? Uh, I think Chris Herndon could be a stash just because tight end is a um, weak position. But outside of that, um, nothing nothing really gets me excited. Uh, Robbie Anderson is a big boomer bust. You know he's one of those guys that just needs one play and he'll uh, give you 100 yards and a touchdown. So uh, fire him up with the chance that he will give you that boom, especially with Darnold back in there. And if you're in a PPR league, Crowder is a great play. Um, Le'Veon Bell, top 10 running back rest of the season. Eric? No. John? Yes. Eric, does, is he a top 10 in PPR? Uh, I'd say borderline top 10. All right. Our second to last game, Pittsburgh and the Chargers. Uh, obviously, the quarterback situation for Pittsburgh is insanely bad right now. I don't know if I'm a Steelers fan how I deal with that. James Conner got a little banged up, but he had a monster game rushing and receiving. He had 40 yards on the ground with a touchdown and had 78 yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, very good game for him. I keep an eye on Benny Snell. Uh, John, is Benny Snell someone you're rushing to pick up in any of your leagues? To be honest, no, I just feel like anybody on your bench you have already probably has a better shot at doing better things than Snell will. And Eric, how do you feel about Juju Smith-Schuster? Do you try to sell him as quickly as you can, or do you hope better days are ahead? Uh, I hope better days are ahead. Um, you know, I think their bye week is coming at a good time, and, uh, you know, things can't get worse than one catch for seven yards. All right. And we look at the Chargers, Phillip Rivers, very average quarterback. Um, you're not starting him with any confidence if you are playing him. Pass catching wise, we do have um, Keenan Allen, who actually has struggled the last three weeks after being a, the number one wide receiver through three weeks. Um, he's had uh, under 100 yards receiving the last three weeks combined, zero touchdowns. Eric, are you worried about Keenan Allen going forward? Uh, a little bit, but I didn't think that the pace that he had the first three games was sustainable. I think he's going to be uh, somewhere in the middle of, uh, where he's been and where he started out. And, John, are you trusting any of these running backs? I know a lot of people thought Melvin was going to come back and, and light it up, but you know I don't think you can miss that much time and be the same player. And then Eckler's now sharing the carry, so he I feel like there's just not enough to go around. Yeah, so it's a very troubling situation in the Chargers' backfield. Um, if you sold Eckler early, um, good for you. Otherwise, you're probably holding on, hoping his value spikes back up again, whether Gordon is traded or they finally commit to the better of the two running backs based on the eye test this season. And then we move lastly to the Monday night game, the uh, Lions against the Packers. Matt Stafford is a borderline play each week. Did not have a touchdown in this game, so he did not have a great game, but the Packers have a top 10 pass defense. Carry um, on Johnson saved you. If you played him, he had a touchdown, but... 34 yards on the ground with a 2.6 yards per carry. Not great. Um, Eric, Kenny Galladay, top 15 play rest of season. Yes or no? 
Yes. John. Easy money, yes. Okay. We finally agree on something. <laughs> I think he's the only pass catcher you're excited about in that offense. Um, I wanted to get excited about Hawkinson, but he just keeps proving me wrong. Speaking of someone that had Hawkinson in all my leagues, and then after week one, I was riding high. Um, he's been a big disappointment. And you could say it might have been because they played the Cardinals week one, who are the worst team against tight ends uh, by an excessive amount of points this season. Um Packers, Aaron Rodgers had a decent game for him. Um, he's been, I think, a disappointment for most people that took him as the third or fourth highest ranked QB. I think some took him as high as two. Um, pass catchers, they're, all their pass catchers got hurt. So Alan Lazard was had their biggest game with 65 yards and a touchdown. Uh, are you playing Lazard each, this week, Eric? Uh, I have to because all of my receivers are on bye or hurt. And, John, do you I, – I would play. I would you play. agree? Rogers got to throw the ball to somebody, so somebody's got to catch it. And this running game, uh, Jamal Williams had the edge this game. If you're an Aaron Jones uh, owner, are you worried? No. Uh, I think to expect him to repeat a four-touchdown day like he had against Dallas is a little unrealistic. I still think he's the top dog. I mean, Jamal Williams did a lot with those 14 carries, but I think Aaron Jones is still the number one back. I would prepare if, if – Somehow Jamal Williams is out there in your league. You need, if you're an Aaron Jones owner, to put him on your bench because uh, he is one of the top handcuffs in fantasy as he's actually almost a borderline starter um, with Aaron Jones. Um, so those are the past week's games. Um, usually we, we're going to try to go a little quicker on those in the future, uh, but being this is the first episode, we are kind of getting our feet wet, so to say, just to uh, how to analyze these as quickly as we can. Um, looking ahead to this week, we're looking at um, three players whose stock is up and three players whose stock is down. So, Eric, um, give me three players whose stock is up with just short explanations of why you think their stock is up. Uh, I would buy low, or I'd buy Kenyon Drake. Um, the Dolphins even confirmed that they would trade him for a draft pick, or if they wanted to be really cruel, just trade him for footballs like they uh, that one team did with that baseball player. Uh, he's having increasing volume each week, and I think he's going to get traded to probably a contender, some more scoring opportunities. Uh, I would also uh, make a trade for Robbie Anderson, uh, wide receiver two potential with uh, Sam Darnold. Um, he's one one play uh, that needs to be th- or one play can make him fantasy worthy. The thing with Robbie Anderson is though is he's literally a jaywalking charge or. Uh, a public urination charge or something from going to jail. So just like with Josh Gordon, be prepared for off the field situations. And my last one is Juju Smith Schuster. He has a toe injury, but I think the bye week is coming at a good time. Uh, one catch for seven yards. I think his value is going to be the lowest that it is. I know some Juju owners that have panicked a little bit and are just trying to move him for anything they can. Um, but last year he played the highest amount of snaps for a wide receiver. And that was with Antonio Brown. Uh, and so I, I think he's just going to have a lot of opportunities and, uh, you know, more is going to come his way. He's too talented to, uh, to not, you know, have a, a good, at least couple games the rest of the year. All right. And John, who are your three players that stock is rising? I got everybody loves Zayman Jones, Ooh. uh, walking into a, a number one receiver spot at this point, uh, with Tyro Williams with a pesky, foot injury 
and I think it's one of those ones that sort of lingers. And I was looking up, he's fast, you know, so we're going to, you know, bring, bring him deep in with the, uh, with Jacobs. And then all we just need is one sling to Zay Jones, Mao Zay Dong. And, you know, he can hit a, a touchdown over there. I also touched on a James White earlier. I just, it's just something about that Thursday night game. It looks like they're losing faith in a uh, Sony Michelle. And, and when that happens, that means they're start doing those two yard pass routes with James White, sort of those extended running plays, which I think is really going to pay off. And then I, I do like Allen Robinson. I just think he's, he's just so athletic at some point, Mitch Trubisky is going to have to figure out how to get him the ball at some point. I agree with all the ones you guys said, uh, Eric, you took Robbie Anderson off my list. I would add Chris Carson, who's had um, the highest volume, maybe outside of Carlos Hyde uh, this past week, and his they just seem to keep feeding Carson. No one else in that backfield is getting touches. We'll have to keep an eye on Rashad Penny and see how involved he is, but I believe Carson's stock as the lead back is rising. And then I think uh, both of you guys might agree, Hunter Henry, especially at a thin position such as tight end coming off of two touchdowns, um, he's the number two pass catcher in that offense that right now looks like um, there's not many weapons that people are scared of on that team. So um, at a thin position such as tight end, um, he is a must add if he's available in your league. I know he was dropped to about 50% threshold during his injury. Um, Eric, real quick, whose stock is down for you? Um, number one for me is Todd Gurley. Um, I think he could be hurt even more than uh, he's letting on. He has arthritic knees, and that's not something that goes away. Um, you know, the Rams have a really bad O-line, and I think it may get a little bit better. Um, but, that I mean, that's where the, the line – or the game starts is the line of scrimmage. And the Rams are also 3-3. Three and three. Uh, You know, there are two teams that are better than them in their division. The best-case scenario for them right now is that they finish with the second wild card. And, uh, you know, let's say that they're – six and eight and and uh not gonna be in the playoffs or you know they they have even you know they their losing streak continues Todd Gurley has a few years left on his deal they may decide to rest him so I think you get whatever value you can you wait for him to have a decent game and then you trade him to maybe a Malcolm Brown or uh Daryl Henderson owner next is uh Devonta Freeman uh once again plays behind a bad o-line um he's 27 years old which uh, to quote Tom Brady, is not a spring chicken in terms of running back uh, years. Um, he's had a good couple last, uh, good couple last games, um, salvaged by touchdowns. But he has three point five yards per carry on the year. And last week was his first game with uh, a multi receiving touchdown game. So that's something I don't think you can bank on week to week. Um, and my last one is Terry McLaurin. Redskins are a mess, bad situation with the QB and uh, offensive line. Last week against the Dolphins, he caught 100 of their 166 passing yards, which is 60.2 percentage, which is extremely unsustainable, and they played the Dolphins. Um, he already missed a game or two uh, from injury this year. You probably picked him up on free agents, so if you're able to flip him and get some value, just consider that a really savvy move on your part. And, John, who are you looking at this week as your three trending down? I'm, I'm going a little bit against the conventional wisdom here uh, with Evan Ingram. I just – with Saquon coming back, and I just really can't get behind Daniel Jones as much as some other people are. I just really think his injury, you know, always tough to trust a player coming off an injury with how vague those injury reports are. So, 
I'm down on him. I'm also down on all Chiefs players. Sorry, <laughs> David. That hurts. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, best case scenario, he's only out for a few games. But, I mean, is he going to be the same quarterback? You know, is he still going to be a little bit hobbled? You know, it's one of those things where, you know, they, they little miscommunications and stuff for being off for four weeks could be tough. And then also Aaron Rodgers for the time being, just with no one to throw the ball to. And, I mean, especially this week, the Raiders have not been terrible, uh, you know, defensively. I mean, I think they only held Mahomes pretty well, too. So, down on Aaron Rodgers for the uh, foreseeable future before he starts getting – He also defense. broke up with Olivia Munn, which I'm not over. Yeah, but he's with Dan Patrick. And that's probably the stupidest thing he's done besides the mustache. So. You could say he upgraded with Danica Patrick, so I'm not too mad at that. Um. I like your guys' list. Uh, John, believe it or not, uh, I do have Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs pass catchers as well. Um, I think anyone with eyeballs can see that they are due for some type yeah. of downgrade, especially guys like Tyreek, who did have a touchdown on Thursday night. Um, and Travis Kelsey, I think you could hope that they get a touchdown, but that passing offense is going to take a huge hit. Um, the Chargers running backs, they're splitting work, so neither of them has been effective so far. Um, I think most people with either of them have been disappointed when Gordon has returned. And I think you guys might both agree, Joe Mixon, um, especially being drafted as a uh, first to second round player, Joe Mixon has been a product of the horrible Bengals offense and uh, is not giving you return on based off his draft value and um, is borderline unplayable at this point. Uh, if you have him, you're probably playing him, but yet uh, he's not giving you much return um, if you're putting him in your lineup. Um, so I do want to, um, I want to keep this podcast to about an hour. Um, I know sometimes it can get a little boring when it reaches too far past that. So, um, as far as this week's games, um, just real quick analysis for each of you, uh, maybe 15, 20 seconds. Is there anything you're looking for this week in any of the games that you're excited to see? Eric? Um, I think, uh, in terms of the Cardinals Giants, uh, this is going to be a big game. Uh, Saquon Barkley coming back. Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, kind of first big road test. I don't really count the Bengals. Both teams are kind of looking a little bit better momentum-wise. I think the winner of this game, you feel better uh, about them going forward uh, for whoever you're a fan of. And, John, what are you looking at this week? I'm looking, as I always am, towards – the Raiders receiving core and Zay Jones, I think that's really going to be a change of scenery. I feel like Gruden's the type of guy who wants to force feed a player to make himself look right. So just the Oakland pass catchers between the two tight ends, Foster Moreau and Darren Waller, that's what I'm looking at. That The pass catchers in that game are insane. Um, anybody that can name all the pass catchers off the top of their head <laughs> in that game, uh, I give you some credit. You're some fan. Um I think it's interesting. We have the Vikings and Detroit. We have uh, Houston and Indianapolis. We have uh, Philadelphia and Dallas. A lot of good divisional games this week. Um, And keep an eye on Baltimore-Seattle. I think that has potential to be the most entertaining game of the weekend. Um, How much would I have to pay you guys to watch only the Jaguars and Bengals and not have any other game up? I'd do it for... I'd do it for about 50 bucks, probably. Uh, you don't got to pay me because I have a lot of my DFS players in that game. So uh, I'll probably be keeping an eye on that game. 
Uh, I think it's a big Leonard Fournette game, um, and a lot of points will be scored, especially um, without Jalen Ramsey. It's not like the Jaguars' defense is insanely um, dominant as they used to be. Um, it should be a good slate of games this week. Uh, we are going to wrap up the show with just our last couple things. We have a random question of the week. Uh, John, what are we, who are we sponsored by this week? Uh, give me one second to pull out the letter that they mailed me. Uh, here we go. We're sponsored by uh, two sponsors today. First one is Mike and Ike's. Mike's are good. Ike's are better. The second one is Lay's. Also, uh, Lay's chips and Lay's personal flotation devices. Just in case you go overboard. Who uh who eats Mike and Ike's anymore? Me every time I'm at the movies, bud. Really? You, you go you go Mike and Ike's over like the chocolate cookie dough pieces or M's or popcorn. Sweets, sweets and sugar guy more more than a chocolate guy. Oh, we can't be friends anymore. So so wait, which ones are Mike's and which ones are Ike's? The ones that taste good are the Ike's. The ones that seem a little off for the Mike's. Okay. I don't know if we can be friends anymore, John. That's pretty off brand to have as your go to candy. Oh. Yeah foolish sometimes they they have a tropical flavor mix it up a little bit if i'm going the fruity candy route it's all about the skittles those hurt my teeth after a while <laughs> all right so our random question this week is if you were a defensive player which running back would you least want to tackle in the open field eric who are you scared of if they're coming at you and we're going active players oh, i was gonna say Legarrette blunt otherwise you know, I'm going to go uh, say quad, and, uh, you know, I guess I'll imagine myself a little bit bigger because I'm only 5'5", uh, 140 on a good day after a heavy meal. But uh, say quad could just embarrass me so many ways. He could toy with me. He could, he could run me over. He could juke me. He could hurdle me. I mean, I might be single the rest of my life if there was a compilation of him just uh, tackling me or, or – I, I don't even know where I'd begin to try to, to bring him down. Certainly not by the legs. And, John, who is your scary running back to tackle? Uh, Joe Mixon. He's got a me- obvious mean streak to him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different route. I like it. He, he's, he's not afraid to cross that line. Now, either you tell me that if you play defensive back because neither of us are big enough to play linebacker. Um, and – this running back comes at you, and I tell you he's 6'3", 238 pounds. Uh, Derrick Henry, neither of you quaking in your shoes? I mean, I am, but... Realistically, if you want to just make me imagine it, you could say every single running back would terrify me. <laughs> Very true. That's a, he's a big boy. That, that's someone who's not missed a meal and has a lot on him. Um, I think I'd probably be visiting the hospital in a one-on-one um tackling situation it reminds me of the situation or the the game last year where frank gore is running the ball and i forgot who they're playing but the defender for the other team is running away from him <laughs> he's like everybody running else away. in the world um, if, if i if i made derrick henry angry in any sort of way i would apologize even if i didn't do anything wrong so i agree with you on that Okay, and so we're going to have a random question each week. It's kind of a little silly segment that we add. So um, if you have suggestions, um, definitely send them in, um, and we will be happy to read your questions. We will give you acknowledgement for whoever sends them in. Um, 
the last thing we're going to finish out the show with is we're going to play a little bit of a uh, fantasy football family feud. Are you guys ready? Of, that's a lot of Fs. Fantasy football family yeah, feud? Say that Very. five times fast. Not really, but in your head, say it five times fast. Um, so we're going to start how we're going to play this game is the I'm going to read the category. Um, once I say the category, whoever of you says their name first is going to that's your, how you're going to buzz in. And obviously, like the family feud rules, you get three wrongs and then the person has a chance to steal the category. OK, so we're going to do three categories. So whoever wins the two out of the three wins. Sound good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So first category we're going to do is the top six rushing quarterbacks. Go. Russell Wilson. John. So, all right, John buzzed in. Russell Wilson, make sure you say your name, not the player. Oh, yeah. So, Russell yeah. Wilson you don't know Ru- Russell Wilson is number five. So, Eric, you have a chance. Oh. Um, if you can name someone oh. above him to take the cat- to uh, play the game. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is number two. Eric, do you want to play or pass? Uh, I'm going to pass. I'm going to put the pressure on Edelin to begin our first uh, thing. Okay, I, I've never seen anyone pass in family feud. Yeah, you kind of threw me off. Never, you've never played me. All right, so John, <laughs> so the top six rushing quarterbacks: Kyler Murray is the number two, and Russell Wilson's the number five. So you still are missing the one, three, four, and six. Well, number one has to be Lamar Jackson. I don't know that why. is correct. Lamar Jackson yep. is the number one rushing quarterback. So you are missing the third, fourth, and the sixth. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is the number three. Rushing quarterback. So you are now missing so the got- fourth and the sixth. I feel like Mahomes gets a little loose. Mahomes is not. So that's your first strike. Oh. You got 10 seconds for your next try. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to think I'm going to go a little bit outside the box. Did Mariota, the flying Hawaiian, get any yards before he got benched? I need a uh, an X, like a drop with like the X sound. <laughs> no. That is not correct. Okay. You have one more try. Okay. Gardner Minshew. The legend of the mustache would seem to be the right answer, but he is not. That is a third X. Eric, you can steal the category. Who is the fourth or the sixth ranked rushing quarterback? Dak Prescott. And you get it. Dak Prescott is the sixth ranked rushing quarterback of this year. He just sneaks in over Mahomes, who was the seventh. Was was Jacoby Brissett four? Now that I think, Eric, about do you know who the fourth is? I was thinking Jacoby Brissett. Not uh, a bad guess. Um, the answer is the legendary Josh Allen. Ah, uh, see that's right. why I passed. It's one nothing. All right, so we are moving <laughs> to the second category, and we have the top six catches by tight ends. So the top reception tight ends, not necessarily yards, but catches. So buzz in with your name. Go. Eric. All right, Eric. Travis Kelsey. He is the second-ranked catching tight end. So, John, if you have a chance, if you name the number one. Darren. Go ahead. Darren Waller. Going with your old faithful here. He is the number yeah. three. So, Eric, Oof, I you want to play or pass? Uh, I'll play. Okay. I want a little action. All right, Eric, you have the first, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Uh, let me go Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is the fifth-ranked um, tight end by catches. So first, fourth, and sixth. Uh, let me go George Kittle. 
George Kittle is a big X. Er- oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's a little surprising. I feel like I should have known that as a 49ers fan. I'm disappointed in you. It's all right. I cut me off from the family. All right. You have five more seconds for your next guess. Three, two, one. Vance McDonald. Er- that's your second strike. Ten seconds to try for your third answer. You are missing the first, fourth, and sixth ranked tight end. You've got five seconds. Four. Austin three. Hooper. Austin Hooper is the number one tight end. Wow. He actually is leading tight ends as far as catches so far this season. A big uh, sleeper this year. Um, uh, he might finish as a top five tight end this year. All right, so Eric. So you're missing the fourth and the sixth ranked tight end. Five seconds. Will Four. Disley. Damn. Ooh, John, don't be too disappointed because Eric gets his third X. He is wrong. Well, that was so the one. You have a chance to steal the category. The fourth or the sixth ranked tight end. You have 10 seconds to answer. Five, four. Jason Witten. No. At the fourth ranked tight end, we have Mark Andrews. Ah, and the sixth ranked tight end. How did neither of you guess Zach Ertz? I mean, you talked so negatively on him earlier. I just uh, erased him from my mind. (laughs) He's still one of the big three that was drafted. I would have at least guessed him. Disappointed. Disappointed. I I kind of forgot that he existed. I feel like we really didn't talk about the Eagles that much. I forgot. I thought thought Julie Ertz was the more was the more popular Ertz now. You guys are supposed to be big wannabe fantasy analysts. I'm very disappointed in you. (laughs) <laughs> well, Eric takes the category, um, so he wins 2 nothing. We did not get to our third category, so I will save that for next week. Um, Eric is our winner of this week's family feud, football, or football family feud, fantasy. I can't even – there's too many Fs. I can't even keep track anymore. Yeah, David, you effed up. Oh, I'm, don't throw any more Fs at me. That's enough for one day. Um, all right, well – Thank you guys for listening to our first uh, episode of our First Down Fantasy podcast. Uh, make sure you follow John at Juan John Soup on Twitter and Instagram. And Eric is at Eric Mendelson on Instagram. And he's E Mendy on Twitter. Um, I like E Mendy. I like you changed your name on Twitter. I had to change it up. I'm going back into corporate America. My unemployment life is over. So got to hide, gotta hide uh, my personal life. <laughs> So if, if those of you that uh, broadcasting it via podcast, yeah, hopefully your future employers don't listen and try to uh, look into your history on that. Hopefully not. Um, we will be back next week. We will uh, kind of get a better handle on analyzing games uh, a little quicker, so we have more time to get into the goofy fun stuff. Um, but this being the first episode, we will get better. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you download. This will be available on Spotify and on anything where you download your podcasts. Um, Put it on LimeWire. Oh, LimeWire, you know, of course, it's going on there. That's a whole classic. Um, follow again. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter. I'm uh, at dmendio2 on Twitter and at David Mendelson on Instagram. We will see you guys next week. Uh, we will be doing one of these a week. So if you have any questions, please send them in. We are going to make that uh, as part of a weekly segment as well. We will have John and Eric analyze any questions that are sent in. Um, Guys, any closing thoughts? Please don't spend your Sunday watching Jags Bengals, even if you have DFS. Don't do it. No promises. John, what do you got for the people? 
Uh, my thought of the week is uh, drink about 12, 12 beers during football Sunday. That's about an average amount, right, for a football Sunday? Yeah, yeah I'd say. I mean, are stick, we, are we stick going to IPAs beer. Stick going... to beer. Makes the Monday better. Are we going, are we going IPAs or are we going Bud Lights? You, you go Bud Diesels, buddy. Ooh, fancy. John is the beer guy to go to in this group, so uh, I usually will take his recommendations. Um, all right, guys. Well, we will be back next week. We we're going to try to usually again keep it to about an hour, so we're a little bit over, so we will get out of your ears. Hopefully, we made your commute or whatever – your walk, uh, whatever you're doing, a little bit better. And uh, we will see you guys next weekend. Have a good week. Adios. Bye.